0: Here's an example for practice. It's not in the book, and it's designed for you to take some time to work on it on your own and then come back. Find the slope of the tangent line to f of x equals 3x squared plus 6x minus 1 at x equals negative 2. Now that's all the instructions you'd be given on a problem like this. So you don't need the graph to do it. However, if you want to look at the graph, especially at the beginning, it is helpful. You can use your calculator, or you can see, wait a minute, there's x squared, we got another parabola, right? And the coordinate, I'm sorry, the coefficient of the first term is positive 3, so that means opens up like goalposts, positive 3, and so we don't know when it's in this form where the vertex is, but if you recall, one way to find the vertex is to use the first part of the quadratic formula, x equals negative b over 2a where B is 6 and A is 3. So the X coordinate of the vertex is negative 6 over 2 times 3, just negative 1. So the vertex is at X equals negative 1. And then the Y coordinate is what you get by plugging negative 1 into the function F of 1. F of, sorry, negative 1. F of negative 1 is 3, minus 6 is negative 3, minus 1 is negative 4. So it's 3 minus 6 minus 1, or negative 4. So, you can sketch a graph now. We have negative 1, negative 4. And when x is 0, what's y? When x is 0, y, the y-intercept is negative 1. So we have this point right here, too, our y-intercept. And it opens up, and it's got a... Um, an a of 3, so it's steeper than just x squared. So it looks something like that. Where are we interested in the slope of the tangent line? At x equals negative 2. So, if you get to your home, when you get to your homework and when you get to this problem, I was going to say, if you get to a problem where they ask you to estimate the slope using the graph, what they really want you to do is if they've got a grid system set up, They want you to find the easiest way to find the rise over the run of the tangent line using the grid system. So if it looks like it goes down 4 units and over 1 unit, then that would be a slope of negative 4, wouldn't it? Or if it goes down 7 units and over 2 units, that would be a slope of negative 7 over 2. So when you have problems where they just ask you to use the graph to estimate it, then they're just expecting you to, to eyeball, we call it, eyeball or look at what the change in y is and divide by the change in x and then you do want to make sure that you get the sign correct. Since this line is falling from left to right, you'd be sliding down from left to right. It has a negative slope, and so you would expect to have a negative slope on this problem as well. Now, at this problem, you're not asked to use the graph to eyeball it, you're asked to find the actual slope. So in order to do that, we have to use our formula. And that's what I would like you to practice. So remember, when you're trying to remember this, and I encourage you on every problem to do as much as you can without looking at your notes, you want to remember that the slope of the tangent is approximately equal to the slope of the secant line. And they can be made exactly equal if you take the limit as h goes to 0 of the slope of the secant line. So that would probably be the first thing you'd want to write, limit as h goes to zero of the slope of the secant line represents the slope of the tangent line. And then that'll remind you slope of the secant. I need a formula for that. Oh yeah, that's delta y over delta x. And okay, well how do I get delta y? That's the hardest one, isn't it? The delta y is the distance between two y-coordinates on the secant line. And so you need to pick another coordinate a little further away maybe negative 2 plus H that's your second X coordinate and then your second Y coordinate might be here so I'm going to turn this tangent line now into a secant line and we're looking for the slope between the, the two points and then we're going to take the limit, excuse me, as H goes to 0 So. We want the limit as h goes to 0 of the slope of the secant line. And so we're going to need to find f of negative 2 plus h. Remember that? So the first thing, after you realize what you need to do, is to take f of x plus h. x, in this case, is negative 2. So f of negative 2 plus h, we need to find that. We need to find f of negative 2. That's going to be our y2 and our y1. x2 and x1 are easy, plus when we subtract them we just get h. So that part isn't so bad. The hardest part is right here, f of negative 2 plus h. So you take whatever your input is and you go to the formula, the recipe for the f of x function. The f of x function is right here. So it says whatever x is, square it, multiply by 3 then add 6 times it, and then subtract 1. So everywhere you see an x, in f of x, you put parentheses negative 2 plus h. So please pause right now, and at the very least, do the next step in finding this y2 value, this f of negative 2 plus a little more. f of negative 2 plus h. In parentheses, negative 2 plus h. Everywhere there's an x in f of x. After you've done that, and you want to keep going then you would simplify it, then you would find f of negative 2, and then you would take their difference, delta y, and then you divide that by h, that's your delta x, so you have delta y over h, and then take, simplify as much as you can and see if you can get the limit. That would be doing the entire problem. If you get stuck, then come back to the tape and we'll do it together. So coming back, we have f of negative 2 plus h. And what I need to do is I need to, everywhere there's an x in f of x, I plug in negative 2 plus h in parentheses. So f of x says 3x squared, so that's 3 times negative 2 plus h squared, then plus 6 times x, so 6 times negative 2 plus h, and then just minus 1. So I'm going to simplify that. Remember, this is negative 2 plus h times itself. So negative 2 times negative 2 is positive 4, negative 2h, then another negative 2h, and then plus h squared. So we have 3 times parentheses, 4 minus 4h plus h squared and then we have plus and we can go ahead and do the distribution negative 12 plus 6h minus 1. Almost done. Distribute the 3 in. So we have 12 minus 12h plus 3h squared Minus 12 plus 6h minus 1. Have we simplified our y2 value all the way? We have a 12, we have a negative 12, and we have a negative 1. Those can go together. And then we have two h terms. We have negative 12h and positive 6h. So this simplifies to be our y2 value, the f of negative 2 plus h, is negative 12. Sorry, positive 12 minus 12 is 0 minus 1. So I have a negative 1. I have negative 12h plus 6h is negative 6h. And then I have a 3h squared to start off with. So I put the h squared term first. 3h squared minus 6h minus 1 is y2. That's just the y-coordinate of this point right here. So that point that I made purple right here is the point negative 2 plus h, comma, 3h squared minus 6h, minus 1. That's our y2. Our y1 is, um, did we figure it out? I don't think we figured it out yet. f of negative 2. When x is negative 2, that's our x coordinate, negative 2, y is negative 2 squared, which is 4, times 3 is 12, plus a negative 12, So that's zero, isn't it? And then minus one. So I have negative one as my coordinate, my y-coordinate. Let's double check. When x is negative two, negative two squared is four. Four times three is twelve. Negative two times six is negative twelve. So I have twelve, minus twelve is zero, minus one. So our first point is just the point negative two, negative one. Our second point is this ugly thing right here that we simplified. Now we're going to plug it into the, the slope formula from the secant line. Because the slope of the tangent is equal to the limit as h goes to 0 of the slope of the secant, which is equal to the limit as h goes to 0 of y2 minus y1. So 3h squared minus 6h minus 1. That's just y2 minus y1 is negative 1. y2 minus y1 over x2 minus x1, if you want, I'll write it out. Negative 2 plus h minus a negative 2. That just gives me h on the bottom. So the slope of the tangent line is equal to the limit as h goes to 0 of 3h squared minus 6h. And then I have negative 1 minus a negative 1, so that's 0 all over h now you may be noticing a trend here whenever we have these things we actually call them difference quotients if you're curious about the name when we have these things called difference quotients where you have f of x plus h minus f of x all over h it always works out that some of the terms are going to add up to zero just like we have here the negative one minus the negative one added up to zero and then it's always going to work out for you with these kinds of polynomials. With polynomials, it's always going to work out that you're going to have a common factor in the numerator that's going to be able to cancel with something in the denominator. So I have a common factor of h. I need to factor it out because if I try to take the limit as h goes to 0 now, I would get that indeterminate form 0 over 0. That doesn't tell me anything because it's undefined to divide by zero, and I have zero on top too, so we call it indeterminate because we don't know really what it represents yet. We have to use algebra to simplify this. So I need to simplify this thing by factoring out an h. And so I have 3h left inside minus 6. So left inside I have 3h minus 6 all over h And this is the limit as h goes to 0. And so h over h, h over h, as h approaches 0, this is like 0.2 over 0.2, 0.08 over 0.08. That h over h, as long as h is not equal to 0, h over h is 1. So I can cancel then. And so I have, I'm going to have to come back over here, my final answer. Slope of the tangent limit as h goes to 0 of 3h minus 6 was what was left after I I canceled. So as h approaches 0, what does 3 times h approach? As h approaches 0, 3 times h approaches 0 as well. So we have 0 minus 6 is our limit. So it looks like the slope of the tangent line at x equals negative 2 is negative 6 Now that we have a graph, let's look at it. Does it make sense that negative 2? Does it look like the slope of the tangent line could be equal to negative 6? It's definitely negative And it's a pretty steep line. I'm going to get rid of the secant line now It looks like that tangent line could have a slope of negative 6, especially since this parabola had an a of 3, so it's a pretty steep parabola. So it, it makes sense that the tangent line would have a slope of negative 6 on this side of the vertex. Notice to the left of the vertex, all the tangent lines are negative. To the right of the vertex, all the tangent lines are positive, And it's 0 at the vertex itself again, isn't it? Just like that last example. OK, so I hope that it's starting to come together, this notion of finding your second y value. That's the hardest thing. Subtracting the first y-value, that's the numerator. Then the denominator is the difference between the x's. Then you take the limit as the difference between the x's goes to 0. You're going to need to, some things will add up to 0. You're going to need to probably cancel somewhere. And then when you plug in, it's, it's like plugging in because you're thinking, what value is this approaching as, x, as h approaches 0? And so 3h approaches 0 minus 6 is just negative 6. All right, I hope this is coming together and we'll look at some more examples.